0: the Heal Your Tribe podcast. I'm Jess and I am here with Tressa. Hello. And our guest of honor today is Krista. Hello. She is a master combo practitioner. She is in the midst of her second level of the mandala. It's, uh, It's an intense place to be. And she is Miguelito's love, fiance, future wife, spiritual consort, and a feminine force all and unto herself. Wow. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. So, again, this is the hardest part. Like, where do we even start? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't know. I mean
1: I don't really wanna get like autobiographical, so just throw me any literally any question. Doesn't even have to be deep. <laughs>
0: well, well just start there. Well let's let's start with like how you came to be part of this tribe in the first place. Tell us that story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's quite a funny story. It's a great story. <laughs> Um I met a person when I was living in Sedona, Arizona, who happened to own a retreat center that Zach and Jess were holding retreats at. And he generously invited me to come to Guatemala and I said yes. And I thank him very much for being a bridge. Seems like we both try yeah. to like, get to have this bridge story. Um, <clears throat> and I left my job and I was like, "Mom, guess what? I'm going to Guatemala for an undetermined amount of time." She was like, "I don't know why I'm not surprised to hear you say that." And I came and my first retreat was the New Year's retreat coming into 2020. And it was my first time sitting with the medicine, um, but I, it had been circling my sphere for a long time. And I remember telling some friends who have worked with ayahuasca before that I was going down there and I was getting to sit for the first time. And a number of people were like, you are going to love it. And I did. (laughs) And... I ended up, yeah, it just felt like kind of like what I, I can resonate with what Tressa shared that it was like I had found something that I didn't know I was missing, and it spoke to particularly the ritualistic aspect of ceremony, really um, nourishes and feeds my soul. There's this like this sounds dry but a formula but this like way that it starts and it you know we're invoking these spirits and it has this this kind of way that it just goes and I really respond to that and it really speaks to me and I was broken up with by this person Um, But I decided to stay because I was just so in awe and resonating with the work that y'all were doing. And I think I just remember, like one of my first ceremonies, Jess came over to give me a ventiata and I was sitting right next to you. And my arms just like levitated above my head and I was like, wow, this really feels like breath of fire and my heart just exploded and I was at the gates of heaven like these epic golden high beautiful gates and I just felt every cell in my being like rejoice and it was like okay I could do this more (laughs) (laughs) and then I had a very long string of very very difficult ceremonies Um, but they have served me well and I think it was important that I stayed in Guatemala to do the work because it was like, I, would, I wasn't brought there for this relationship. I was brought there for this family and this work. And ironically, then it led me to my relationship with Michael, which is totally epic and supreme and amazing. And I just kind of just kept leaning in and saying yes and like the pandemic happened and my mom's like are you coming home and I was like no I what would I do (laughs) like I'm doing what I really am called to do here and it was it was such a blessing right for all of us to like be uh cohered into a shared space and get to bond and have more personal relationships and share different dynamics such that now we live together (laughs)
0: again (laughs) yeah we're we're married to each other
1: yes (laughs) that was a good I can't believe so we did a uh, two ceremonies and it happened to be like over summer solstice and at the time I'm sure that a lot of people will go through this this like tug of war within myself of like I want to be doing this but it's hard and I want to be doing this but I'm feeling doubts in myself and when that, I just had this beautiful experience and I turned to you and I was like, Jess, I have a question for you. And you're like, yes, we'll marry you. And I was like, how did you know I was going to ask you that? And we like, laughed and cried and it was beautiful.
0: I felt like I spoiled it by saying that. <laughs> I was like, I should have just let her ask. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was really, it was really beautiful. I remember in the first retreat that you wrote, first of all, I remember that ventillata very well because I went there with you <laughs> to the gates of heaven and it was great. And, uh, and I remember also hearing you sing mm-hmm. after that first retreat and hearing the vibrations of the medicine coming through your voice. And I was like, that's interesting that that's already happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I could just, I could just feel the, the medicine in you. And, uh, yeah, so how how and when did you know that you were going to study?
1: Um, I think that it really solidified after my second retreat or sometime between the second and third retreat that I was at in Guatemala because after... I remember there was New Year's and then there was one like mid-January so it wasn't that long in between and I had a lot to work through of this like relationship ending in that one and then I went also on the lake to the Midwifing the Veils priestess training that I had previously participated in and this time I got to Chef which was super fun and I think it was in that break that I got to be sharing the experiences that I had just had with these awesome women and I was learning your iteration of Cielo and so I would like sing it when we're having we would have fires and sit around and sing and I have my little shaker and I had a friend who said after I finished singing it she said in the best way possible I want to throw up right now (laughs) really great and I just felt how within like that month time it was such a great place to integrate because I was with this phenomenal group of women learning about priestess feminine arts and I was cooking for them which is something that I love to do and doing bodywork and I taught a class about the fascia as the feminine tissue and the pelvic floor and, like, other things that I'm totally inspired by. And I could feel, I think, how the medicine was still working with me. And it was, like, solidifying some of these things. And then I came back and we did the February retreat. And I got to meet more of these epic people, like, Tressa was there and Paul and Holly and and my spot was shifted in ceremony. Like, the first few, I was sitting next to you. And then I I moved, and it felt like... You know, at first, it was like I was in this, like, special seat because of Sam's and, like, my relationship to the space. But then I got to move into, like, true pasajero place. And I had a fucking awesome time. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and so I remember... You guys had started talking about the mandala and I believe it was maybe in that gap in between January and February that I filled out the application and I was sitting in the cafe at the lake doing it on my computer and I just remember feeling like this is really important to me I'm I'm going to really do my best to articulate and answer the questions um, honestly and thoroughly so that I can show that you know this matters to me and it resonates with me and and then I feel like I just got like swooped into <clears throat> this epic tribe that we have and are continuing to create.
0: Well, I definitely got that impression when I when I read your application like i felt your your dedication and and what the whole process meant to you and i was really glad that you that you did it because i as i said after the first retreat i i had the sense that that you had something very special to share with us and your your particular medicine is very distinct Mm -hmm. it has this really deep earthy feminine quality to it that i think is very special um Reminds me so much of ayahuasca herself.
2: <laughs> it is. It's so nurturing, and then in like the depth of it is so nurturing.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, so I went dancing last night, and uh, contact improv is another one of my true heart medicines. And I was dancing with this woman, and afterwards, she was like, "We're just going so slow." And, and now that I think about it, it, felt like a vine, like wrapping around a tree just mm. like really slowly but hugging and supporting it and she said to me you are tapped into something so deep and timeless it just feels so good and i was like <laughs> 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 thank you i feel it too so it beautiful so thank you for that that recognition like the earth is definitely my chapel
0: mm. Mm. yeah well it, it we can we can all feel it and hear it mm. in your voice and and through your medicine and not just that but the mantras that you sing are particularly empowered and i I mean i'm getting chills again just talking about it um yeah i heard you. you you were playing bowls with michael the other night and i was just awash in this Nurtured, relaxed place, and it, it just like it was pouring in through my crown, and like just, just pouring through my body. and, Like, wow, this is, this is good stuff. <laughs> this is really, I'm really, you know, everybody that's that's on the team, and, and you know, over the past several years, we've, you know, had some additions. <laughs> it's been really amazing. Um, everybody's bringing their own their own thing and i really i just love the particular feminine quality mm-hmm. of yours like that's what i keep coming back to is that feminine quality and um i got the opportunity to meet one of your priestess friends mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks ago and i'm really you want to tell people more about the priestess training because i think that that's something that you do that's really interesting and people might want to know about
1: hmm yeah Um, that's also a portal to go into. The priestess arts to me is just like an usher or bridge or facilitator that opens the world specifically through the perspective of the feminine and for example my connection to the divine is specifically to the feminine aspect and magdalene and mother mary and all of the goddesses and i just resonate and connect with that and i have done a number of different trainings um one i give a shout out to lady graelle who is absolutely phenomenal in her embodiment and teaching of these arts. And Midwifing the Veils was what it was called. And it was like these are the thresholds that women and people go through in life and how to support them through that. So it's birth, first bleed, first time with sex, marriage, divorce, death. There's nine, I can't remember them all right now. But being a space holder that roots spirit and spirituality for lack of a better term into the container of whatever that experience is and I used to like not even understand what it meant to be a priestess and when I was going to this first training I asked a mentor of mine what is that even? And I kinda had some like resistance or like, I don't know, it just seems a little woo and not really for me. And she was like, You're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the first the first iteration of that for me was teaching yoga classes and holding a space for people to have personal transformation and collective transformation. And offering the tools or the support that those people might need. Um, and it just really lights me up and I'm attempt to do it in a way that's like accessible or that just feels true for me instead of something that's, I don't know, this like high epic priestess that, is not of the people so to speak Maybe that's like the earthiness that I feel that y'all are talking about it's This sense of really being of this realm and doing my absolute best to connect my womb and my heart to the space and the people that I'm with so that we can share in that moment together and perhaps have a transformational experience Or have a mundane one that is still infused with
0: the magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is the essence of Tantra, isn't it? It's embodied enlightenment. So it's bringing that divine energy and recognition of the divine in the mundane. So, yeah, good work on embodying that, because you do. (laughs) And all this talk about, about Krista being feminine and nurturing, it's... Is all true, and she is powerful, and she brings in what's called for, and sometimes that is tough love too. And this has been evident, especially in combo. Hmm. Yeah, she really brings what's needed to the ventiadas and limpiezas that that we do in our combo practice. Um, so when we're when we're serving combo, we we've brought in. Um, particular a particular way of working with combo that comes from ayahuasca and uh, when Krista brings in this this working with song and sound um, into the combo practice, it's really phenomenal and intense. So um, let's let's talk about your combo journey.
1: Great. Um, I just was thinking it's so wonderful I hadn't really thought about this before that. I almost met them at the same time, mm-hmm. like through you. The first time I went to the lake, I did sit with Combo, but it was, it was very different um, and still supportive. But as far as like this deep connection for both of them, it was almost right within the same like few weeks of each other. And <clears throat> what I love about Combo is... It is such a, like maybe all medicines, but such a paradox. It's like, kick your ass and love you till the end of time at the exact same moment. And can be rigorous and challenging and kind of knock you down, but at the same time will build you up or help you build yourself back up or support like an internal sense of verticality for lack of a better word and i yeah the first uh combo inoculation that i did with you jess was so epic (laughs) and it's like a marker that i try to to use when i share with people that it doesn't have to be really really hard um And it can be. (laughs) And it seems fitting that Michael was, I think he served me the first day of that inoculation. And I got to experience his medicine with Combo, which is really amazing as well. And I I truly hope I never forget. I don't think I will. My third treatment was a layered treatment and I had a like a quick and easy purge and I'm very grateful I'm like I have no problems purging so it just comes right out and I felt energy like stabilize my pelvis and then just like shoot up my spine and it was like butterfly wings emerged from behind my heart and wrapped all the way around me and just like cocooned me in and my heart again exploded into a million pieces of gold and I was just like laughing and crying at the same time. I just, it was like, this is what God feels like. And it was so epic and it was amazing because I think also in that Michael served himself and so you offered that I could hold the mesa. And as soon as I sat behind there, there was this like, like like I was like looking around but something kind of like deep back in my heart was like this is where you're supposed to be and that just that experience almost foreshadowing you know like what was to come and now that I get to be a mesa carrier and and be of service to this epic medicine and it's just wonderful like I have been able to experience my own resilience uh, because of combo and my ability to connect with ayahuasca has very much been supported by combo and to serve and then train people to serve is such an honor and sometimes scares me but like in a very exciting way and uh, I was thinking about this morning that it actually makes a lot of sense to me because i've been i've been teaching yoga for like 7 years and the thing that i loved the most was teaching people to teach mm-hmm. like the training aspect of going deep getting to talk about the layers of the practice and everything that goes along with it and the like this person might need this and this person might need this and these are ways to support those different bodies and I kind of get to apply that same perspective and skill set by teaching the Heal Tribe trainings. And so it's just so cool to reflect on how life, like, sets mm-hmm. us up, you know, beforehand and, and makes it so we come to a place. And even if it's a little scary, it's like, well, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't prepared ahead of time. So it's just great. And you, you both. I haven't sat with you (laughs) yet, But I know I will. And I'm just... I'm so grateful to have been welcomed into the the team. And that from what feels like maybe early on, Jess, I feel like you saw in me something that, like, I was not sure I could see in myself. Um, But I... I felt your trust in me and that helped me trust myself more. So thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, I have to I have to be totally honest that I again I saw that first that first combo inoculation and your third treatment Mm -hmm. when you had a very blissful experience with combo. I could just see that medicine radiating in you, and I knew you were gonna serve it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's why I asked you to hold the pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, I was. I remember that ventiada too very very well, and um, I remember it might have actually even been the same mantra. Oh. I think it was oh, wow. as the as the one that we did in in the ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah, I think it was. That feels true. And, um, <laughs> and just yeah, I just had all this like the the energy that was emanating from me was queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, oh yes, combo queen here. Yes, very true, and it was special. No, um yeah so and it's the last level two that we did I you were assisting me um along with our our very good friend Jeff which was amazing, mm-hmm. um, the three of us, and then Michael popped in to, to help, because he just can't help himself, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a ceremony going on, Michael's gonna be there, yeah. <laughs> <It's beautiful. laughs> which was awesome, but the, yeah, the way that you, you held this base with me was really beautiful, and, uh, to watch you serve, um, during the, the first, so in, in a week-long training, um, we served the first day, um, and then we, we serve the final initiation, um, all of us, together, um, which is really, really cool. So it makes it a collective initiation journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were just blowing my mind, <laughs> left and right. You were with the drum. You were with the bulls. I could just feel people shedding their panema. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so awesome. Yeah, so work well done. Thank you. <laughs> we were all like totally high on life after that. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty magical. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so let's talk about the mandala because you, you've technically—I mean—I feel like you were studying before we started the mandala. Like you were kind of studying as soon as you, as soon as you landed. Mm-hmm. But the the formal study in the mandala. Um, the first year is done, and you, right now there's some space between, um, between the end of the first year and the beginning of the second year of the, the course that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. You've been in the midst of your level two experiences for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but how, how has that been? How's the more formalized training been for you? What have been your triumphs and your challenges? That's a good question. Um
1: <clears throat> I definitely respond well to the right amount of structure. And having readings to accompany my personal experience was super awesome. And um, I just I feel like it suits my nerdy investigative mind paired with, like my desire for embodiment practice and I loved every reading that we did (laughs) and like one of the things that I loved is when we uh when we read The Cosmic Serpent by Jeremy Narby because it was a revisiting of that book that I read 10 years previously and that's when I knew that ayahuasca had planted the seed like a decade before because it's one of those books that I never forgot the author. Like, I knew that it impacted me. And to revisit it, now that I was having a personal experience with ayahuasca and tobacco, was, it's just like a nice, like, wow, look how I have shifted. Look how these spirits have supported me. And I also always responded well to, like... Digesting a content or material and then having a group discussion about it which is the format of our training formal training kind of the educational aspect of it in one sense and I just really like hearing like how did different things resonate with people and being able to share like what resonated with me and getting to learn from my fellow students and our cohort and also felt really special for me to be like the first class so to speak because I felt like we were all kind of getting our feet wet together and able to work through like you know when we read uh, singing to the plants and it was like this is good this has relevance and some of the other books had a lot more or like spoke a lot more to um, especially, like, the tantric aspect of the mandala. And <clears throat> I think some of the things that I struggled with were uh, sironic. Like, I work well with structural structure, but sometimes, like, the, you know, this lineage being about restraint, like, sometimes that was really difficult for me. And being... There was like a part of me that wanted to be like special, and the irony is that I know in my heart that each one of us is a unique manifestation of God. Therefore, we are special, and at the same time, because we're all a unique manifestation of God, nobody is special. <laughs> and I love that paradox. And I I struggled with all for a while. Um, actually being in relationship with Michael while he is this amazing, blossoming creature (laughs) and maestro and seeing his ability to be in ceremony and just integrate everything that he goes through, like at the drop of a hat. And I was trying to keep up with that pace. And it was starting to not work for me. And I knew that I needed to slow down, but it took me a little bit to actually, like, honor that request from my body. And I'm really, I'm grateful for the, like, that that brought up in me, and I'm very grateful that I'm not pushing myself that way anymore. Um, and... The Real Housewives vayahuasca as a concept um, is totally real and is difficult. And at the same time, it's like so funny. Like it's just like this cosmic joke because what I have learned is like every person is going to have their path and their particular flavor of medicine, so to speak. And I think I had to go through that, like, well, I want to be like my goal kind of thing to recognize that my path is not his path. And my path is mine. And it's totally glorious. And it brought me a lot of humility. And uh, I was, I feel like very, uh, having these unique experiences of being, close to ceremony, but not in ceremony, times where I, I get to play with Bodhi and have like, totally trippy medicine experiences when I have not drank the medicine at all. It was like, you know, she's showing like, it's not just ceremony, like it's life. And your her speaking to me like, your heart and your presence is the medicine that you need and I can help you with that but I I am not that like if that makes sense and just having to like take a step back see that there were other um, students that were just able to chug along and it was like you know I just can't do it that way and so it started out being difficult and ended up being total blessing because I got to continue my relationship with the medicine and be of service to the space and the people coming while honoring like I need to sleep (laughs) and I can't always skip meals which is what we have to do so all that paired together being like the triumphs and the pain in the ass of <laughs> studying the medicine.
0: Well, I I am really glad. I saw you. your progression actually jump quite a bit when you started listening to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you have become still and more grounded because you listened to your body and because you listened to the medicine. And mm-hmm. there's also this really beautiful place in, I think maybe everyone's medicine journey, I hope everybody's medicine journey, where instead of taking lessons that you're learning in ceremony and integrating them into your life, you're then taking lessons from your life and your practice that you're integrating into ceremony. Mm. So it's like this flip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really important shift, I think. I, I, I definitely felt that in, in my path and I've, I've seen that um, in you and I've seen that in Michael and I've seen that in Chessa. So I'm, I'm learning that this is, this is kind of a universal thing that people go through at some point and you're doing it. And the way that you've been supportive of the work that we're doing is such good medicine for us, particularly good medicine for me, because when I know that you have Bodhi, uh, for those who don't know, Bodhi is my three and a half year old son. Um, it helps me relax in a way that I can't otherwise and that helps me do the work that I need to do in ceremony so that's just, just a heart bow and gratitude endless gratitude to you for that <laughs> support it's been it's been really amazing um so yes I I have seen your progress um really take quite a leap when you started listening to that and there's, there's nothing wrong with slowing down. Um, you did say a couple of interesting things that I'd like for you to, to go into a little bit more. You said this lineage of, is about restraint, and I'd like to know what you mean by that. And then you also um, talked about a, a concept that we talk about in the mandala and, and outside of the mandala, just in the medicine sphere in general, and that is the real housewives of ayahuasca. <laughs> so tell us more about what that is. Yes.
1: <laughs> Um, I'll start with restraint, and I feel like the the best way that I can describe it is this quote by Lao Tzu that I totally love. And it's, can you remain unmoving until the action arises by itself? And that. <laughs> that. Um, and restraint in the sense of be still and listen. And when it's time for whatever, it will just kind of perk like bubble up and it won't even be like, well, should I or shouldn't I? Because it's just a truth. And maybe it needs to be called restraint. That's like the most appropriate English term that we can give it. Um, it does not to me mean like, Because I could think of restraint as, like, shackled and, like, stuck, you know, and, like, don't do it. And that is not my interpretation of it. It is just be still and wait. And when it's time, you will know. There will be, like, no doubt about it. And um, ironically, I think that concept kind of plays into the Real Housewives of Ayahuasca because... I have experienced this I think I've I've seen it in other students I'm assuming it's kind of common but of this like eagerness to study and like oh my god this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever like I want to get to the end and like do it all now and that would not be restraint <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, that yeah like so spirit animating and moving through each person is, is like working with their particular alchemy and chemistry. And so someone might kind of pop at one time and someone else might pop at another time. And if I only view it from the mind, then it's like, then the real housewives like come into being. So it's like, oh, they're doing this and I'm doing this and that person is doing that. But if I sit and wait and listen ie restraint then it's almost like wow look at what just bloomed in them Wow look at what just happened over there whoa what
0: did I just do what am I doing <laughs> you can't see her but she was making she was making the universal uh, yes. <laughs> sign for um, for medicine work which is like a Pantomiming, shaking a chicken yeah. or a <laughs> yeah. Bode, what am I doing? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: and um, yeah, like it's just it's just funny to be a human <laughs> in general, and the Real Housewives is like. It's almost like when the then the egos are like sparring with each other or comparing or trying to like kind of nudge someone aside or push They're just like all of the things that an ego can do and sometimes will and does do of wanting to like stand out or be like at the front and I almost think of like restraint is also this this like deep humility. It's almost like oh wait, why don't you go first? You know, which is very different than like fuck you like pushing someone back and like making sure that you run forward so you're first or something. And um yeah, how they how they like we they kind of relate to each other and like one of the things that I got in A ceremony when uh, we were in a dieta for Agua Florida, which was super difficult. And I was like, like, what is happening? I want to do this work. It was one of those, I want to, but it's hard. And like, it was having a certain degree of challenge because I was pushing myself and not listening. But I sat there in ceremony and I just heard, I think after... You gave me a Ventiata Jess. That I just heard the medicine say, I choose you. And it was like, again, (laughs) oh my god. (laughs) My heart just like melted in the sense of ayahuasca and I are friends and lovers for life. (laughs) And therefore, I get to graciously just witness how ayahuasca is a lover with Tressa or with Michael or with you or with any of the other students and like that unique alchemy is so beautiful and it needs no comparing because it's like its own universe Mm -hmm. of just like amazingness um yeah and I I I look forward (laughs) to practicing restraint and humility as there continues to be more students who come through and study and know that like I'm right where I'm supposed to be and if I just sit and wait and listen like I'll be guided to the right thing when I need to
0: yes yes I do think that that's one of the most interesting aspects of studying the medicine is that shaman drama that comes (laughs) forth because you know ayahuasca and many of the other sacred medicines they're amplifiers Mm -hmm. they're going to bring forth everything that's within and uh that can also amplify the ego so that is why the practices and taking the time is so important and the restraint that you're talking about is so important. And being the witness to those energies that are arising without identifying with them, mm-hmm. without playing with them, but also just being curious, mm-hmm. you know, exploring those energies because, yeah, I, in in my training as well, you know, um, Zach's two students were in charge of my training, and that was a really interesting experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, just all the... Um, even and, and even some people can be unaware that they're maybe pushing other people down or, or suppressing or oppressing other people in their capacities but just just to watch that play um, and then I think you know as as students develop they do develop that ability that you're talking about that you you have to just, step back get out of the tiger cage and mm-hmm. watch watch the energies play but don't jump in and get mauled mm-hmm. right <laughs> um, yeah can you
2: kind of talk a little bit because when you're talking about restraint and that sitting back and waiting and listening like how that um comes in when you're like serving combo like how does mm-hmm. that go beyond the mandala experience into your medicine serving
1: yeah i love that um <clears throat> It there's like a particular moment I feel like in uh, serving someone combo where you know I open the gates and put on the points and then just sit in front of them and do my best to kind of quiet my mind and feel my body and the cells of my body, and it's like okay. I sit here and I await instruction Mm -hmm. and um, one of the things that helped me understand how to hear what the instruction was was a touching enlightenment one of the amazing books that we read in the mandala but like the the language of the body is sometimes it's like I'll just hear like drum and it's like okay You didn't tell me what to drum, but cool, I'll grab the drum. And, but other times the body doesn't necessarily speak in like English intellectual language. It will be a sensation or a feeling or I get often like imagery, like almost like a story is being like painted on the inside of my mind. And... to trust that that information that I'm receiving is like coming from a place that's both deep within me and kind of beyond me and uh, the space itself is instructing me of how to best serve it and and even if like you know if I hear something Sometimes it's like the mind will come in and be like, oh, let's do it this way. And it's like, well, I'm just going to like actually wait another breath or moment and kind of like get confirmation of what the original intent was before my mind kind of was like, oh, I want to do it like this. (laughs) And that um, that moment being so crucial in the medicine work, like in combo as you're speaking about um, in ceremony with ayahuasca, although I am less familiar with the moment because I'm just not quite there yet. But of that moment of like, I am the vehicle. I am the channel. I am not, my body is the channel. So if I can like open and soften, then the information from God essentially that, tells me what this person needs like there's less interference from my mind to hear what it is I'm supposed to do and some of it is like being humble enough to just listen to the instructions and that it's it's you know because like one of the things that comes in with real housewives right is like Look at how great I am at doing whatever it is that I'm doing right now. (laughs) And that might be so, but it's like, that's not medicine in the same way as being like, Oh my God, I, wow, God just chose me and this vehicle to share God's medicine through and like, decided that my vocal cords were what was needed in that moment like it is such a humbling experience that just it it brings so much reverence into my existence it's like okay and it feels good it feels like very um like really charging it's like like you I slept for like days on end and woke up just clear and bright and because it's like I just got powered by Shakti like
3: I don't know if there's a
1: better experience than that and it's healing for me too because like I feel like any moment that is not guided by the ego is inherently healing and so I get to be in service to that and be like a vehicle for that and um it's just fucking stellar
0: mm-hmm. yeah and God serving God to God singing about it yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like Ram Dass says like, I'm not making coffee for you I'm making God in a cup and giving it to God to drink yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, when I first started serving combo, I'm curious if you had this experience, when I was more in my head about it, I would be, like, super exhausted the whole mm. weekend, right, and have to lay in bed a lot and sleep a lot, and then when that shifted to getting out of the way, and then it became
1: energizing. Mm. Did you have a similar experience? I think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember Michael and I served a few inoculations, and like, before a training, and one afterwards, I was like, I cannot do anything the whole rest of the day. Um, And I I think part of it is like, even if I'm trying, if I'm like being a clear vessel, but then it's actually, yeah, it's not so clear. And I'm like, things are getting stuck to me, then it was really exhausting. And I don't know if it's maybe like a human, partially a human design thing Mm -hmm. of uh for those of you who don't know human design, just go look it up because there's too much to talk about. Um, I'm a, a projector. And so it was like feeling everything and just having a harder time for it to necessarily like metabolize and pass through. Um, and I really appreciate when Jess is like, it's kind of like, like I have felt like I felt like I just did combo, which means sometimes I'm tired afterwards. Sometimes I feel like a million bucks and, um, the more I can be in that place of like emptiness, the hollow reed, then I don't have to contend with like some fatigue afterwards. So I'm still learning. It's practice. But I think I'm doing better. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah being a projector is definitely like being an energetic sponge. And it's important to, I you know you know this already, but speaking to all the other projectors out there, um, you kind of have to wring yourself out afterwards like make make sure like your space is super clean pay a lot of attention to energetic hygiene because Mm -hmm. yeah being being a projector is spongy yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of a question for for both of you um when you're talking about being the hollow read or the hollow bone have you ever tried to change something that was coming out that you felt uncomfortable with (laughs) yes
1: but I think, um, only recently in the ceremony that Michael and I did, and it didn't, it didn't go well, because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was like, like singing a song that I had sang before, sharing an girl, and coming through in a different way, and the mind kind of being like, well, that's not how we did it before, and then it was like, ah, like, as I tried to adjust, and just, like letting all that shit go and just letting it flow and then it was much better (laughs) definitely yes
2: (laughs) I had an experience in combo where I was serving someone who had sat a lot and he was having a very hard time purging Mm -hmm. and I was like the medicine was telling me blow up his back And I couldn't get on board with that because it didn't make sense to me what he was asking me to do. So I was trying all my tools and nothing was working, right? And then as soon as I was like, screw it, okay, I literally just blew up his back and then there the (laughs) purge was. (laughs) Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) I've definitely had these moments in ceremony where my voice goes into this really weird like high-pitched squeaky thing. And I'm like, I hate that. Why is it doing that? And I'll try, like, and I'll try to change it. And it just sounds off. It's the worst. <laughs> so I just go with it. And then people are like, that was really cool. I'm yeah. like, really? You thought so? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, when, you know, whatever, whatever they want, <laughs> they want. Yeah. And that's the experience on that too,
2: in holographic sound, right? Because working with holographic sound in Hathors, and sometimes some of the stuff that comes out it's hard not to get in your head and go, What the hell? That heck? was weird. Yeah, I yeah, no, just make chicken sound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying for chicken sounds <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like getting out of the way. <laughs>
0: well that's that's actually a good a good lead in because um, Krista, you also do the holographic sound healing and um, I've watched you totally blossom in that as well so how yeah just talk about your experience with the holographic sound healing and how maybe that's changed your relationships with the medicine Mm -hmm. and with your voice yeah um
1: I feel like it was really key to this permission to just like make sound at first um which Dr. Paul is really great at And, I mean, I really didn't sing a lot, like, two years ago. So this... Really? really, I would sing, like, in the shower or when I was driving in my car, but not in front of people. And, I don't know, I was like, I was never a singer. Like, I was an athlete. I was a dancer, you know? And so doing the training was first, I loved the, like it doesn't have to be words and a melody and a traditional song as we think about a song with like a chorus and all this stuff. It can just be sound. And <clears throat> and feeling like that vibration itself is a like transmitting vehicle for healing energy. And what was really interesting is the level one, like the first time Michael and I did it, we were in Guatemala, and they did it over Zoom because the pandemic was happening. And for those of you who are or are not familiar, internet in Guatemala is not that great. And (laughs) (laughs) so we're doing this like training with sound over the internet, and I just remember, like, sometimes the internet would go out, but I was working with someone in, like, a Zoom room, but I could still feel the vibration coming to me. And so it's like, it's not just being able to hear the sound, and it's not even being in proximity to the vibration or, like, the like the origin point of that vibration. It's just being connected to the universal field that that energy exists in. And so I was like, I'm actually kind of glad our internet sort of sucks because I got to experience how much it's the vibration moving through the matrix that is like, I could feel it. And um, we went and did the training in Phoenix and I felt it, it just like paired well with all my experiences with the medicine and knowing that if I can just like put my mind in a time out for lack of a better way of putting it and just allow to happen then whatever like my body's experience of the divine that will be what comes through and so again it's a lot of like Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and all the goddesses and Sophia energy and I love it because it just like fills me and um helped me yeah I felt quite confident in the training in opening my voice because I have almost like I've experienced it on the receiving end so often in ceremony and So I kind of knew that if I just trust and, like, really go for it, kind of, like, that's just, that's, like, what the medicine wants is to just trust that it's going to do the right thing. Um, And I've, yeah, I've built a lot more confidence in my voice and enjoyed singing a lot more and... I'm really stoked the sound healing so I had a really close family friend that actually passed yesterday. But the day before, my mom asked if I would do a sound healing for her. And so we did it over speakerphone. And it was amazing. Like, she had been non responsive for a few days. And my mom said after I was done, she started like sweating and like having response. And 24 hours later, she had transitioned, and I just feel I pretty fresh um, <clears throat> in my, you know, it's yesterday, but just really grateful that I could be a part of someone's, like, death process through sound. And, you know, we, we talked about in the combo training that, for me, like, sound and rhythm is the original medicine. It was, like, here before we knew anything else or had gotten the messages of like drink this or burn yourself and do this (laughs) and um I just I it's my hope that people recognize that like their body is an instrument and even if it's just to help themselves heal that um like playing your instrument with curiosity and playfulness can really clear some shit out and bring back that sense of childlike experience that is just um so pure and undisturbed and not clouded by all these kind of adulty things that we have to deal with now <laughs> yeah sound is Amazing medicine.
0: Well, your sound is amazing medicine, mm-hmm. and uh, we are so lucky to have you. I feel like I'm saying that so much. <laughs> so much. I have so much gratitude for for you, Krista, and for you, Tessa, and for Miguelito. Mm-hmm. You got any more questions for her are we
2: complete? I feel pretty complete. I did just want to say I had not experienced your sound um, work until this week when we all did a session together, and it was so beautiful and nurturing. It's just the word and the feeling that I had um, in getting to experience
0: that. It was was lovely. Yay. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close it up?
1: Um, I would like to express my gratitude for time immemorable for bringing me to this moment and for the beautiful mentorship and teaching that you both provide me with and also Zach and Michael and Bodie.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and check us out that helio tribe. <laughs> we're doing some really amazing stuff, and the tribe is growing.
0: It is growing. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, Sat Maharaj Ki Jay. Jay! <laughs> As always, thank you for taking the time to tune in and listen. And uh, if you're interested, definitely do check us out at HealYourTribe.com. We are doing combo inoculations soon here in August. And uh, we do have trainings coming up. And also we have a sound healing training coming up that we just opened up, I think, five more spots for. It was full, but uh, there is an opportunity there. So check us out. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you want to look more at me and embodiment stuff, check out freeingbodies.com.
0: Yes, she is a maestra of embodiment. <laughs> and I uh, appreciate Krista's body work too, um, which is also available at our retreats. She will be providing that service. So, yeah, check her out because she is amazing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Bye. Bye.